0: Welcome to episode three of the underwritten podcast series which explores today all that's happening in data, digital and cyber and we've got some exclusive interviews for you from our recent digital conference held here in London on October the 19th. Um, They include interviews with Matt Hancock, the Minister of State for Digital and Emma Bate, the General Counsel of the Information Commissioner's Office. We ask her about the impact of GDPR on the industry, it's a hot topic at the moment that's for sure. I'm lucky enough to be joined today in this episode by our own data head, Matt Cullen. Matt, welcome on board. Thank you. A lot going on in this space and a great conference last week. What was
1: the highlight for you? Uh, Well, the highlight certainly wasn't pulling it all together, which was uh, a bit of a mission for me from an organisational (laughs) perspective. Um, But there were definitely a lot of highlights uh, from the day. Um, We'll hear about some of those on this podcast. So the ministerial speech from the digital minister, Matt Hancock, very All confident ways, speech. Yeah, you know it was a, it was an interesting speech, and mm. it always creates, always creates talking points when a minister um, comes to talk to an industry. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk also about the GDPR session uh, in this podcast as well, so I won't talk about that here. Um, I think actually, what I enjoyed most was some of the more detailed sessions on things like the uh, potential of blockchain to change the way in which the industry operates. Yeah. One of those topics that everyone knows the. Buzzword, but no one actually knows what it means. Um, And I thought the the B3I consortium, who uh, were sponsoring that session, did an incredible job at actually making it feel real. Um, Cyber insurance, as well, um, really interesting session on on that and how that's going to change over the coming years. Uh, And finally, I think it was really great to see so many delegates there from all the different kinds of businesses that the ABI represents, whether that's general insurers, whether that's life and long term savings players. Big firms, small firms, um, even companies from outside you know, the insurance carrier space, such as brokers, insure tech firms, et cetera, et cetera. So it was really a really, good event.
0: Yeah, it really struck me, the wide range of members and other organisations we had there. Um, but top of the bill, arguably, was the Minister of State for Digital, uh, Matt Hancock. And I was lucky enough to grab a couple of minutes with him as he was on his way out, he was in a brilliant mood and excited about what's going on in his sector. Let's just hear a little bit here from Matt Hancock. So here we are at the ABI Digital Conference, and I'm lucky enough to have Minister of State for Digital, Matt Hancock, with me. Um, Matt, a very wide-ranging speech there. Uh, what would be, how would you summarise your main message to the industry today? Well, I think there's big opportunities from the new digital technologies,
2: uh, but there's also some big challenges. You know, there's questions of. You know, the operational ones, like keeping the massive amount of data that the insurance industry has safe through cyber in cyber secure. Uh, there's making sure that um, that people's privacy is protected and um, the, the the changing data protection rules. But then there's a much bigger and uh, uh, bigger picture question, which is you know big data and the ability to analyze it. Fundamentally changes some of the um, some of the policy of uh, of insurance and models of um, how insurance works uh, because you can uh, you can d- discriminate amongst the uh, those who you uh, insure at much more uh, to a much more granular level and that raises questions of where that discrimination is appropriate and where it's not um, and um, so there's a there's a whole series of really big Challenges, but what I'd say is that the industry also is a massive part of the solution. I've been really impressed at the uh, level of insight and engagement talking to the insurance industry about um, about about the areas I'm responsible for, um, but also that at a very practical level, uh, that um, insurers can require people to do things, and and uh, and by uh, requiring people to do the right things, like for instance, following cyber essentials or by uh, uh, um, ensuring that their data is protected. You, are, y- y- you can m- make sure others follow best practice
0: uh, very directly. Um, you Sorry. must be exposed to a lot of uh, innovations across other sectors. Uh, what are you most excited about in the digital
2: space and why? Oh, I think that um, I think artificial intelligence is going Sorry. to save lives, improve people's lives and uh, improve opportunities. You know, just today... Um, we discovered that a piece of artificial intelligence has reduced the need to uh, operate on potential breast cancer by thirty percent in some trials, uh, because it is better at um, a, a non-invasive um, analysis of the of the problem. I mean, that is a there's there's a medical application of big data and uh, an artificial intelligence that is literally. Improving the lives of uh, a a very large, uh, so far a large number of people, potentially a very large
0: number of people. So, as you heard there, Matt has some big ideas for our sector. And uh, when it comes to the future of digital, uh, I think it's a subject that you hear two words uh, a lot whenever this subject's mentioned challenges and opportunities matt um there we'll talk a bit more about those challenges and opportunities in a minute but we were lucky enough to uh, get a chat in with the rsa group's chief digital officer steven zuanella who had some insight for us matt you spoke to him i think uh, let's have a listen to that before
1: we uh, discuss the issues Matt Cullen here, um, joined, with, joined by Steve Zuinella from uh, RSA, who's just spoken on the first plenary session at the ABI Digital Conference um, around insurance in the digital world. Uh, Steve, thanks very much for that. What, um,
3: what did you talk about? What were you thinking the key things that you got out of the session? Uh, morning, Matt. Um, so, really interesting session um, with David doing a presentation on the tech trends that are driving digital transformation uh, across, uh, across society and then with the industry. Uh, and what I talked about was What does that mean for the insurance industry? And how do we as an industry and RSA as an organization um, take advantage of those changes to A, uh, build our customer relationships to a much stronger point and B, make our business uh, fitter and healthier and leaner for the future. Uh, We covered off a number of dimensions um, from um, social media to uh, drones, um, to uh, uh, telematics and IOT, Uh, and discussed basically how all of those individually and collectively will affect our industry and how we respond as an industry to make sure that we're at the forefront of those changes rather than being on the back foot.
1: Great, and could you maybe just tell us in a minute what's keeping you most busy in your your day job at the moment? What's top of RSA
3: Digital's agenda? So um, we have a lot on, as uh, I suspect most insurers do. Um, We have two main areas of focus. One is transforming our existing business, so making sure that... um, We are putting the customer at the heart of what we do, uh, that we are developing new propositions for our customers, that we are um, removing uh, process where that's not necessary, uh, and that as a a business we're becoming more efficient and leaner uh, and uh, better for our customers. And then the second part is the innovation piece and uh, the new bets for the world. Uh, Some organizations are uh, doing garages. Um, We keep our cars in our garage at RSA. Um, And what we're doing instead is uh, partnering with organisations in selective areas where we think that can add value to the customer uh, in the short to medium term and also to the business overall. So those are the two areas of focus that we are working on right now.
0: Thank you very much. So some fascinating insight there on what's happening day to day at one of our key members. How do you think members are dealing with these
1: challenges and opportunities, Matt? Well, it was interesting there. Um, wasn't it, to listen to Steve talking about how there really is now a lot of tangible stuff going on within RSA and I think that will certainly be the case right across the industry with insurers all getting the bit between their teeth um, in a what is a time of unprecedented change, unprecedented uncertainty. Um, it's a world where you can't rely on what's worked in the past continuing to work in the future. Um, and I think in that context, there's an awful lot of thinking going on in all of our member companies about uh, innovation, whether that's technical innovation, making sure the right systems are in place, making sure that all the capabilities are in place to deal with big data and AI and all of the buzzwords that are hanging around at the moment. Whether that's cultural innovation, um, it's interesting we hear hear, hear Steve in the uh, in the podcast interview there talking about how we keep our uh, we keep cars in our garage. Um, you know, as opposed to some other insurers who may have a, an innovation garage. So there's different approaches from a cultural perspective, but it's very, very important that insurers are all thinking about how they create the right, right environment in their business to innovate. And then business model innovation as well, so around making sure that um, new ways of doing business in the digital world um, can bear fruit. Um, so we're seeing a lot of focus on all of that. Um, a lot of focus in in achieving that, and I think this is a really positive thing on on partnership and synergy um There's been a big shift I think over the last year or so, certainly over the last eighteen months from what was quite an antagonistic set of narratives that in in that kind of past situation where you know it was all about. Google coming to take over the industry, or yeah. you know, incumbent firms are going to die because they're not able to innovate. And it was, you know, it was quite a negative kind of space that we were in. It's much more positive now. Um, a lot of partnership with uh, insure tech firms, with technology providers, um, people who can bring specialist expertise mm. in operating in the digital world into um, the insurance sector. You you do get the
0: sense that uh, there's a, some people think that the insurance industry is a bit late to the innovation game when it comes to dealing with its customers. But some of the examples I heard about and have been hearing about in recent weeks give light to that. Is there a something that the industry needs to be doing to getting its message out that it is innovating, that it's really starting to operate at the cutting edge? Or is it just that it's
1: maybe been a bit late to the game but now it really is getting its act together. Mm. I think I think the industry ha- was a little bit late to the game compared to certain industries. Um, I don't think that's necessarily something that we should be critical of, though. You know, there are inevitably certain industries which are better set up to uh, embrace the digital world faster than others, you know, and the insurance industry is actually not at the bottom of the pack. It's probably somewhere, you know, towards the middle of the pack. Um, you know, we we're never going to be as fast to move as, um, you know, Retail, for example, which was you know very very easy to um, digitize even five years ago, as the internet became highly mainstream. Um, you know, insurance simply isn't the kind of product that generates that exactly. kind of shift within the customer base. You know, in a very rapid way. Um, but I think actually insurers now have really got, as I say before, got the bit between their teeth in terms of innovation and doing things in different ways. Not all of that's visible to the customer and is stuff that can be publicised in a very tangible and very sexy way for the public you know a lot of it's back office efficiency type stuff but that doesn't mean it's any less important or any less uh value generating um so i think i I think that i think there's an awful lot going on um i think we do a reasonable job of actually getting across that that stuff is happening but obviously there's always more to do
0: we talked a bit about the speed of innovation there somebody who spoke at our conference, uh, David Cagle, had a lot to say on that matter. Matt, can you tell us a little bit more about this?
1: Yeah, so so um, David Cagle's the Managing Director of the Iris Nursery, um, uh, organisation that you know spends an awful lot of time looking at the major technological trends that are gonna be hitting over the coming years. So it was great to have him in the in the room as a keynote speaker to provide context at the start of the day and then to take part in the opening panel session really was interesting to get the views of someone who um, sits across industries rather than being someone who's embedded within our industry or any other single industry Um, and uh, hopefully the interview that you'll hear now um, is a good uh, evidence of that. Well let's go to that. So we've just finished the first plenary session at the ABI digital conference uh, on the uh, insurance in the digital world, Um, joined by Dave Cagill who gave us the opening uh, speech Uh, So Dave, thanks very much for the speech. Could you just summarise quickly what you talked about?
4: Well, I was looking really at the effects that technology and innovation and progress has had on the insurance industry and, and how it's sort of starting to reshape things. And we looked at it from a few perspectives. One is that you know, we are ex- ex- experiencing what I call the exponential age. You know, the rate of progress that is happening today is something that's completely unprecedented. We're expected to see a thousand times the technological innovation in the, in the 21st century than we saw in the 20th. And the next sort of Uh, 40 years worth of innovation will probably happen in 13 years so it's things like moving from you know ABS and traction control on your car in the 80s through to fully automated driverless cars here in 2017. And I think these kinds of changes are something that we just need to get our heads around and it's important for those who are creating new services, creating new propositions for customers to try and, and, uh, and address those and sort of ride those waves of change. We just started to look then at a couple of Um, other kinds of technologies that are are starting to drive it. So things like artificial intelligence being the engine of change for sort of most of the the developments we're seeing across many categories. Things like the the rise of the importance of data. You know, insurance has always been a data industry, but now more than ever, uh, it's important to be able to use customer data, to be able to provide better services to people and be transparent about the way we collect it and the way we use it. And then things like Internet of Things, you know, how do we create smarter environments around us that enable us to to deliver better and more focused
1: and bespoke propositions to people. And you then sat on the panel session uh, with a number of other eminent experts in this space. Were there any insights from that panel that struck you particularly?
4: I think one of the things that came to the surface when we talked about transformation and you know driving change through companies is actually it isn't things like technology that cause problems it's the human stories and we talked about you know failures and 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 what causes that and it's often you know an organization or or a department or an entity somewhere within it within a company that's throwing stones that's causing problems that is scared of that change and sort of trying to understand what those issues are and being empathetic and getting the inside story and helping those individuals find a new path is going to be one of the most important ways to drive change great thank you very much
0: speed of innovation and change there and another area where change is coming up fast is on the general data protection regulation with new rules coming into force from may next year we were lucky enough to have emma Bate, the general counsel of the information commissioner's office speak our conference and matt you spoke to emma so let's have a listen to that now
1: We've just heard from General Legal Counsel at the ICO, Emma Bate, about the GDPR and what insurers should be doing over the next six months. Emma, thanks very much for the speech. What do you think were the key takeaways that you wanted to get across today?
5: Thanks. The first was not to get put off by the complexity of the data protection bill. Look for the forest, not the trees. Um... Keep going with your GDPR programmes. Um, There's enough in the GDPR and the recitals and the guidance that's been issued to date to give you plenty to be getting along with. Um, More guidance is coming. There was guidance issued yesterday by Working Party 29, and we're expecting stream over the next few months to come through. And the final point is that consent is with us so you need to be looking at how you're going to obtain consent for processing special category data, so that might be health data or also criminal records data, particularly when you're using it for underwriting, and that's going to apply whether you're an insurer, a broker or a reinsurer. The insurance sector business that is closest to the individual may need to be getting consent on their own behalf and may also need to get consent on behalf of others up the chain, which, if it's a broker, could be on behalf of the insurer and reinsurers.
0: Some interesting stuff from there, there from Emma. What was your key takeaways, not just from that interview, but from the session? And I know there was a very good mm. discussion, which Emma was a part of, that certainly was a thorough debate, shall we say.
1: Well, it's certainly a uh, very important and actually quite emotive issue for the sector at the moment, isn't it, GDPR? um people have been talking about it for years the ABI has been lobbying on GDPR for as long as I've been at the ABI which is seven years now so this is by no means a new issue um but the reality is starting to bite now um session at our event was titled six months to go um that's not a lot of time for firms to be finalizing their plans for how they're going to operate um in a GDPR compliant way um so I think uh Emma Bate did well. You know, she was only five. She's only five weeks into the role, so you know, in that not context, an easy task. Not an easy task against an audience who are quite demanding, mm. wanting answers um, to some of the unanswered questions. Understandably, that still remain. but yeah, um, but she did. You know, she did well. She got stuck in, and um, I thought it was a very, very engaging session. There are clearly still some disagreements between the ICO and the industry around the level of clarity which exists today. Um, on what is probably the key part of GDPR which is the consent regime and from an insurance perspective particularly around um, health and criminal conviction data um, the the industry certainly feels that it would be extremely helpful if in the very near future there was some more clear guidance from the ICO about um, those areas in particular Um, and there there was quite an interesting debate there I thought the other interesting thing from the panel session was that we managed to take it, um, despite all of the questions pretty much from the audience being channelled towards the ICO and towards Emma on specifics, we did get a discussion in there about um, more broadly what the GDPR could mean, what it could drive in terms of wider cultural and ethical evolution within the sector, so new ways of operating that make sure uh, customer data and responsible use of customer data is embedded right through the business. Um, and Duncan Minty from Duncan Minty Consulting, um, you know, was a particularly interesting voice on that more strategic debate. Um, you know, the key takeaway clearly from the GDPR session was that there is an awful lot of uncertainty and an awful lot of questions from people all around the industry still um, on what GDPR means, and we do only have six months to go. So that you know, that's got to be a uh, you know if if nothing else uh, uh, a driver of you know ever more yeah. intensive work to make sure we're in the right place over the coming months. The clock is certainly ticking and I think the clock is ticking uh, on this
0: podcast which I think has been a thorough tour de force of all the issues that were raised at our conference but uh, as much as we'd like to go on longer I think Uh, that's enough for now. Um, Look, if people want to hear more from this podcast or explore other issues, then please get in touch with us at at podcast.abi.org.uk. That's Uh, podcast.abi.org.uk. Or, of course, through any of the other channels, and, you know, no doubt. Uh, And also, Matt, I believe you're on Twitter
1: now. Um, I am on Twitter, at Datasnooker. Easy to remember twitter handle so please do feel free to tweet me if you'd like to talk about any of these issues
0: um so uh on that note i think we'll consent to end this podcast and uh, um, i'll finish up with the bad jokes matt thanks for joining
1: me today that was a horrendous joke wasn't it (laughs) thanks very much for having me that's it for today folks thanks a lot